hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh God, we are yours. You have, you have claimed us. And as we have accepted your love in our lives, you uh, show us your faithfulness. So we just pray that we too can be as faithful or strive to be as faithful to you as you are with us. And we know that there are struggles. And we know there are times that we have difficulties in that. But Lord, we rely on those friendships that we build around us to help us, to strengthen us, and to, to encourage us. So God, as we begin this time together, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here Be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. So we are continuing our series on David. And and one of the things that I've I've been doing with this series is not really focusing fully on David, but just kind of the relationships that David had around him. Last week we talked about the relationship that David had with King Saul. And, and while that relationship probably started out really well with jo- Saul's jealousy and with him looking behind his back and, and trying to kill David, we, we saw that envy that built up. And we talked about how we could try to eliminate envy from our lives. Today we're going to talk about another person in Saul's family, and that name is Jonathan. Jonathan was second in line to the king. And, and I, th- I think probably with uh, the passing of Queen Elizabeth here recently, it's kind of played a little forefront in my mind of how the whole succession plan li- works. And to think about how with David and, and Samuel anointing David to become the next king of Israel, that just blew the whole succession plan out of the water. And so this friendship that has grown between Jonathan and David is, is really a, a, a friendship that, that probably would never happen in the modern world today. There, there's no way in the world somebody would want to give up the power that, that they had because Jonathan, man, he, he, was, he was amazing. He, he was able to do a lot of different things as the son of the king, one of my uh, one of the stories that I read about uh, about uh, Jonathan was in First Samuel 14. Jonathan and Saul and the uh, Israelite army were were camped out together, and, and there was these fair, these uh, Philistines that were were out in the area, and, and the Israelites failed to move on them. They they just stayed there, and Jonathan was thinking to himself, you know, I know that God wants us to to advance. I know that, know that God wants us to go and, and take on 
these Philistines. So he grabbed his armor bearer, which is basically his second in command, the guy who, who carried all of his armor, and said, we're, we're going to go, and, 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 and God will let us know if, if this is the direction that we're supposed to move. And it wasn't just like walking from here to the back of a sanctuary. It was up and down the, these high cliffs and everything. And, and Jonathan led the way, climbing up and down these cliffs. And there were some of the Pharisees that saw him, and they, they laughed at him. Now look at those silly uh, Israelites trying to, to climb all of these mountains. But as they did that, Jonathan said, I know God God is ready for, for us to, to, to move forward, to, to take on this, this battle. And, and as they were laughing at them and as they were making fun of them, Jonathan and the armor bearer came over the edge and in this small area, I think it says in the Bible about a half an acre, they took out 20 of the Philistines and, and, and caused a, a huge panic. And then God added an a earthquake around that time too and, and, the, and the Israelites were able to then take over and defeat the Philistines at that particular point and time. So, so we see that, that Jonathan was a mighty warrior. Jonathan was, was training himself up to be the next in line. And then we have David. David, who was the one that was forgotten out in the fields when Samuel came to anoint the next king out of the house of Jesse. David, who was, was skilled with a sling and, and, and protected the sheep, but he was just a shepherd boy. He was, you know, just out there on the outskirts of, of, of town. Just nobody really, really cared about him because being the eighth son, there, there was no prominence for him. He was just someone else that was out there. But then, as he was anointed king, and as he was brought into the fold of, of, of King Saul, we saw that he started to have success, including success against the giant Goliath, and more and more military victories. So the, this rivalry could have started to build up between the two, but instead, they looked at each other, and they were bound together in friendship a strong and lasting friendship. See, David knew that it wasn't going to last. David knew it wasn't going to last, not because of, of him and Jonathan, but because he saw the way that Saul was looking at him. He knew that Saul was, was plotting for ways to, to get rid of David, to, to kill him so he was no longer a threat to Saul's kingdom. Jonathan didn't think that was going to happen at all. So, so as David ran away, Jonathan covered for him. And he went to talk with, with Saul, and, and Saul said, well, wh where's David? Where is he at? I said, well, he, he has to be released from this particular meal because he needed to go and sacrifice with animals with, with his family. And Saul was livid. Saul even threw a spear that almost hit Jonathan, and, and Jonathan took out because he made an arrangement with David earlier on how to let him know if Saul was extremely mad and was going to try to kill him or was going to let David be a part of the kingdom. And as David and as Jonathan met up together, 
we have these words from our scripture today from 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 42. Hear the word of the Lord. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord is a witness between you and me, and between your descendants and my descendants forever. Then David left, and Jonathan went back to the town. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The scripture shows that this is the second to last time that David and Jonathan got together. We'll talk about that last time here a little bit later. But, but, but there, there, there is a pain here. There, there is a pain because of the bond and friendship that they shared with each other. That they had each other's backs, and, and they knew that, that they were relying upon each other to, to move forward, to, to take those steps. And I think the reason why that they were able to do this was because they understood that their friendship wasn't just an ordinary friendship, but it was a, a friendship that was a gift from God. Think about it. There's, there's no other way that it could be, could it? Yeah, you have the, the powerful and mighty son of the king and, and the one who is supposed to overtake that king and, and skip that part of the succession. So, so, so there had to be this deep and strong friendship that could only come about because of the love that God had for them. Jesus talked about friendship a lot. Uh, one of the places that Jesus talked about friendship was in John chapter 15, verse 13, where he says this word that, that has been quoted over and over again. I know a lot of military people use this passage, but it does give us a, a view of what friendship is. Greater love has no one than this. No love, let me start over. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. My friends, I think the only way that something like that can happen is that if there is a deep bond between one person and another. You know, I, I, could, I can walk out in the street, and, and while I would like to say that I would give my life to somebody just walking along Main Street one day, I know that I would probably, well, I'd get my phone out real quick to dial 911, or, or I, I, I may try to yell or something just to try to get their attention, but, but I don't know if I would give my life for somebody that I don't know. But we do know that you have people in your life that you would give up your life for, to, to protect them, to, to serve them, to, to take care of them. I have a uh, good friend. His name is Jeff. And Jeff and I, we met each other at a, another church that I was serving at the time for over uh, 10 years ago now. And, and, and Jeff and I, we became fairly close with each other. And, you know, we would do game nights with families and, and have a, we have a special text string with, with him and 
and other people a part of that group. And, and Jeff and I, we, we always love just to, to tease each other and to have fun, fun with each other with the sports and with uh, other things that are going on in our lives. And I remember when the day came that I was uh, reappointed to another congregation, I was leaving that one church. Jeff looked at me and said, you're going to forget who I am. You're not even going to know who I am two years from now. You're just going to go off and you're just going to leave me. And I looked at Jeff and I said, no, that's not going to happen. We'll, we'll still be together and we'll still be in relationship with one another because, because we have a bond. And, and that bond is stronger than me being appointed to another congregation. And, and, and Jeff and I, we, we we're still in contact. We, we have lunch all the time together. Matter of fact, I make the joke that Jeff, I think, is the only one that listens to, uh, to the podcast of our sermons because he always tells me about what he hears as he goes to another church and he listens later on. But I think the thing that really caught my eye and the, and the thing that really helped me to see that the relationship that, that Jeff and I had was a lot more stronger was when my mom died. Jeff was very instrumental, and his family was very instrumental helping with moving mom from uh, different places as we moved her from Brookdale to Mayberry Gardens into another apartment in Mayberry Gardens. But then when she died, if you all remember, my mom lived in Hutchinson, Kansas, which is about a six to seven-hour drive from, from here, from, from Roy City, from the Metroplex. And, and I wasn't expecting this at all, but as we were getting ready for the funeral, who was there? Jeff. Jeff and his wife, Stephanie, came all the way to Hutchinson, Kansas to, to go to my mom's funeral. He didn't have to do that at all. But he did that because of the friendship that we had. He did that because of the love that we have for another, how we are, are bonded together. A and while I may be in Royce City and they live in Wiley now and, you know, who knows where ministry will take us or where, where his life will take us, I know that we will always have a special bond because it is a gift from God. And I hope that you have somebody in your life that is a gift from God that you could say greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. See, that is the gift of friendship and that is the gift that we see through David and through Jonathan. Second thing that we see is that a, a true friend is true. That it doesn't matter what happens in your life that you will always stay faithful to your friend. Proverbs 17, 17 reminds us, a, f a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. You see this absolutely in the life of Jonathan and David. You can't get more adversity than this is the guy who's going to take over my dad's role as king of the, uh, king of the, the community. And you see this as, as, as we talked about Jonathan stepping up and, and trying to stand up for David in front of Saul, that, that Saul almost kills him because of his rage and anger against David. 
And, and Jonathan continues to say, I will protect you. I will watch over you. But then at the end of, of, of 1 Samuel, I believe, uh, number uh, chapter 23, Jonathan is killed in battle. And, and Jonathan is, is now dead. He leaves his family behind. And, and David is weeping and mourning over, over the loss of his good friend. And what does he do? He knows that Jonathan has a son who is crippled. And he brings him into the king's house and treats him just like his own son. See, back in that day, if, if you had a living heir and you took over the king or you took over the throne, you would eliminate everyone because it could become a threat to you. But David didn't do it that way because of his friendship and relationship with Jonathan. He brought Jonathan's son into his house because even with Jonathan gone, even with Jonathan being killed in battle, David continued to love him as a brother and brought family to himself. See, that is a sign that, that you are taking the extra step and that you are truly a friend, a friend indeed. And then we have the next step where we see that a true friendship loves you as he or she loves himself. Two times in the Jonathan and David story, we hear that Jonathan loved David as himself. They, they were connected together. And I, and I said, as I talked about Jeff, and I think you can think of others, that when you think about them, the words echo from Matthew 22 to love your neighbor as yourself. But I think that really helps us to start thinking about what does it mean that someone is my neighbor? How do we continue to ask that so that we can pour out God's love on others? I think the last thing that we see between Jonathan and David is that we see in in. 1 Samuel 23, 16, that as Saul's son, Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. David got himself not in trouble again, but he was in the middle of another battle, and, and, and things were, were really rough for David in this battle. And, and Jonathan knew that, that David needed this little extra help and a little extra push, but, but not from him. Jonathan knew that David needed to be li lifted up and find his strength in God. Because it was his strength in God that was going to allow David to, to finish the task that was ahead of him. It was his strength in God that was going to allow him to, to move forward in battle. It was his strength in God that, that Jonathan wanted so much to remind David so that he would not falter, so that he would not be let down, but to allow God to drive him and, and to move him together. Being Wesleyan, there is something that is a part of, of, of who we are, and it's something that has been uh, laid aside for, for quite a while, and that is something called band meetings. I know you may have heard me talk about them before, 
But, but it's something that John Wesley set up to be a part of the, the DNA of the Wesleyan movement or the Methodist movement the, to help people have relationships like David and Jonathan had. I don't have to say that uh, I, maybe I'm really, really bad at it or that I'm really, really blessed. I'm going to go ahead and say the second one, that I have two bands that I'm in a relationship with. I have a, a band with my buddy Jeff that I talked about, another friend named Rylan. They are both laity from another church that back in, I think, 2017, when I started to, to do this banding ministry, we, we got together. And, and every Monday, we get together by either phone or by Facebook Messenger, or if we are able to, to get together for lunch, we'll sit and we'll talk with each other. And, and, and we'll support one another in many difficult times that we have had in our lives. I also have another band of, of clergy friends. Uh, we meet on Wednesdays, and we always do this by, by phone because one of my clergy friends is in the Dallas area. Another one is in uh, the Fayetteville area in Arkansas. And, and, and we even go even more deeper because there, there are things that I can share with my clergy friends that I really can't share with my, my laity friends. Not that they can't handle it or anything, but I, I need that wisdom and that guidance from a couple of other pastors to help me as I continue to grow in my relationship with God and as I continue to be in ministry. And I tell you, those two Meetings are so vital and so important with me that it strengthens me every day. It, it strengthens me knowing that I have these brothers that are praying for me, these brothers that are, that are caring for me, these brothers that if I were to call them, they would be right there for me. And, and part of the band meeting is just one simple question, which is absolutely a John Wesley question that we ask every single time that we get together. And that question is, how is it with your soul? How is it with your soul? What, what is going on inside of you? And, and sometimes that can lead to a, a long answer. And sometimes it's a fine one. It's like, I'm good. Or I'm, I'm not good. I, I really don't want to get into it. But, you know, just, just pray for me. And, and, and watch over me. There are other questions that come along with that, the, this banding about how does Scripture uh, inform your life and, and what is the Holy Spirit saying to you. And, and as we take time to, to listen, because that is the important part of the band meeting, it's not about trying to fix the problem right there, but it's just listening to one another and allowing your friends to share. I'm sure David and Jonathan had a lot of those moments where they listened to each other to hear what was going on in their lives and, and not trying to fix it, not trying to make things perfect. But one of the things that I would like to do as your pastor is to have you experience that banding mentality with people that you are around. I know some of you are already connected with a group of people that, that you can share with openly. And you know that they will be with you through thick and thin. But I want to challenge you this morning. 
if you do not have a group of people like that, just to open yourself up to the leading of the Holy Spirit and to say, God, having a godly friendship is so important that I need that. I need to have a couple of people that I can pour my life into and then they can pour their lives in to me. So, so that we can be like Jonathan and David and, and help each other find strength in God through the power and love of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. To, to allow that, that triune presence to, to be with us, to lift us up, to guide us so that we can be with each other in the most difficult and darkest times. So that when it is time to rejoice, we can rejoice even more the greater because we know the path and the journey that we have followed through. If you would like more information about what a discipleship band is like, you just go to discipleshipbands.com uh, and on any uh, way, any web browser, and, and you can download a full PDF about what it means. I know we have some cards about discipleship bands around the sanctuary, or you can come to me and I can let me, I would love to help you build up this moment in your life. I would love to see us as a church be full of bands that's holding each other up. Not, not, not trying to, to make sure that we have everything right in our lives, but to say we support one another. We love one another. We care for one another. And we are growing with one another. See, having this type of godly friendship, like the friendship that Jonathan and David have, can help us as we move through the difficulties of life and to allow God's grace to be poured out on us. Let us pray. God, sometimes it's easy to skip over these parts of Scripture and to not allow them to fully engage us. But God, there's a story here of David and Jonathan that we must engage with. And that is to allow the friendship that you have called us to live to, to mold us and to make us, to, to strengthen us and encourage us. I pray this morning that those who are here and those who are listening start thinking about others in their lives that they could band with, to, to have this godly friendship in their life so that when time gets difficult, when time gets hard, they know that somebody is there to, to love them closer than a brother, to love them closer than a sister, to love them so that they may be strengthened by your love and grace to move forward as your disciples. And so God, we lift this prayer up to you in the name of the Father 
and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.